Mike, I know the last episode was a little bit of a bummer, and I want to make that up to everyone. Look, we talked for 10 minutes about the end of the planet. Like, it's darkness, I'm not even sure, is the right way to describe it. Well, technically, the sun would definitely be brighter the closer it gets to the planet. Just why? Sorry. I, sorry. Sorry. We made sorry. It, I had an agreement. Why are we doing <laughs> this again? Uh, what if we talked about something nice? What if we talked about rainbows? All right, sure. That sounds great. As long as you don't bring up something like how the dust that a life-ending asteroid could kick into the atmosphere and make them appear upside down or inside out or something like that. Deal. All right, great. Well, this may be obvious, but we'll state it for the for the record. Rainbows aren't objects. They're not actual things. They're not like snowflakes or raindrops. They are optical illusions caused by water droplets viewed from a certain angle relative to a light source, usually the sun. That's right. In fact, there's a very certain angle that everything has to be lined up at, and that's 42 degrees from the direction opposite of the light source. So if you think about this, it means two observers standing apart from each other. Say, Mike, that you were uh, on one side of my front yard and I was down at the end of the block, maybe, we would actually be seeing different rainbows. Isn't that incredible? That's kind of nice. I like that it's 42 degrees as well, right? Because 42 being the meaning of life in the universe and absolutely everything. It's basically perfect. Because of this, rainbows usually appear in the western sky during the morning and the eastern sky during the early evening. If visibility is good, a fainter second rainbow may appear with the color order Mm -hmm. inverted. Rainbows aren't just spotted in the sky, of course. They commonly appear near waterfalls or fountains and can even be formed by spraying a few water droplets in the air from something like a garden hose. And while the light source is usually the sun, it doesn't have to be. Rainbows can appear in front of spotlights or even the moon. There are a bunch of variations, including the famous, maybe the infamous, double rainbow. Double rainbow all the way. All the way, Stephen. In theory, all rainbows are double rainbows, though, but the second bow is typically too faint to see. They are caused by a double reflection within water droplets. Double rainbows should not be confused with twinned rainbows, which share a single base before splitting into two separate arcs. These two bows will show colors in the same order, and they're quite rare as they require like 0.4 to 0.45 millimeter sized water droplets. Very specific conditions. Very specific. Rainbows are actually full circles, but the horizon cuts off the view for most people. However, when photographed from a tall building or an aircraft, full circle rainbows can often be seen. And again, we don't want to confuse this with something else. Uh, In this case, glories, which are another type of optical illusion caused by water in the atmosphere. A glory consists of concentric, successfully dimmer rings, each of which is red on the outside and bluish toward the center. Now, I don't think I've ever seen one of these, but the photos are incredible. Yeah, this is actually probably a good point to talk about the colors of the rainbow. That sounds good. We've all heard the mnemonic Roy G. Biv, standing for red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. These hues are the typical ones found in rainbows. So I learned a song as a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is completely wrong, based on the Roy Gabiv mnemonic. So the song was red and yellow and pink and green, orange and purple and blue, right? Like, I can see a rainbow, see a rainbow, see a rainbow too. Uh, it's completely wrong order, and some of those colors aren't even in the rainbow. That's <laughs> quite the song, though. Red and yellow and pink and green. That one. You know that song? Uh, I don't think I've heard that. Orange and purple and blue. That one. But anyway, 
The colours spread in the correct way as sunlight is filtered through suspended water droplets acts like tiny prisms. But not all rainbows appear exactly this way. Monochrome rainbows have been spotted near sunrise or sunset. This is where the shorter wavelengths like blue and green have been scattered and essentially removed from the spectrum. I had no idea this was a thing before researching this, and they're kind of creepy, right? Like, a little upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, they're very weird to see. Mm-hmm. Talking about creepy, let's talk about ExpressVPN. They're not creepy, but creepy things can happen if you don't use them. We can probably all hold our hands up and admit that cybercrime is something that we think happens to other people, because who would want your data, right? Well, the bad news is stealing data from people like you and me using public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest ways for hackers to make money. If you leave your internet connection unencrypted, your passwords and credit card numbers are vulnerable. But there is something you can do to protect yourself from cybercriminals. You can start using ExpressVPN, like I have. ExpressVPN works by securing and anonymizing your internet browsing, and it encrypts your data and hides your public IP address. With easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your device, you can turn on ExpressVPN protection with just a click. Then you're free to safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having your personal data stolen. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar, and it even comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Whenever I use any public Wi-Fi now, I am sure to turn on ExpressVPN. Everything still runs smoothly and fast, and I have that added layer of protection. For less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. If you ever use public Wi-Fi and want to keep the bad guys away from your data, you need ExpressVPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash ungenius to learn more and protect your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash ungenius. That's E-X-P-R-E-S svpn.com slash ungenius for three months free of a one-year package. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of Ungenius and all of Relay FM. So let's talk a little bit about the history of rainbows, or maybe better said, the history of our understanding of rainbows. Greek scholar Aristotle was among the first to seriously study the phenomenon. A few centuries later, Roman philosopher Seneca the Younger discussed theories on the formation of rainbows extensively. He noted, like we did early in this episode, that they appear opposite the sun and were possible to create by spraying water mist into the air. Around the year 1000, scientists in the Middle East began to theorize about the creation of rainbows. While these early views were proved to be wrong, it laid the groundwork for future study. In China around the same time, it was correctly theorized that rainbows were a side effect of light being refracted through water droplets. It's amazing someone came to that so long ago. Yeah. By the year 1300 or so, a Persian astronomer wrote about rainbows, saying they were caused when, quote, a ray of light from the sun is refracted twice by a water droplet, one or more reflections occurring between the two refractions. That sounds pretty good. I think pretty spot on. Basically basically exactly right. About the same time in England, a philosopher named Roger Bacon was the first to calculate the angular size of the rainbow. He stated, again correctly, that the rainbow summit cannot appear higher than 42 degrees above the horizon. Then came along our friend Isaac Newton, who demonstrated that white light was composed of the light of all of the colors of the rainbow, which a glass prism could separate into the full spectrum of colors. He also showed that red light is refracted less than blue light, which led to the first scientific explanation of the order of colors in a rainbow. Is there anything Isaac Newton didn't do? I mean, honestly, like I'm not surprised. He was pretty small. Yeah, I'm not ever surprised when he comes up in these conversations. Mm-hmm. So let's wrap this up by talking about rainbows in culture. 
A rainbow appears in Genesis 9 as a promise to Noah from God that he will not flood the earth again. In Norse mythology, the rainbow bridge Bifrost connects the world of men in Midgard and the realm of the gods in Asgard. I learned about that from the Marvel movies. You're very, very impressed at how cultured you are sometimes. <laughs> Rainbows are associated with many gods worshipped by ancient groups, including in Central and South America. And of course, the Irish leprechaun's secret hiding place for his pot of gold is said to be at the end of the rainbow, which of course isn't actually a place. In a more modern context, the colors of the rainbow are now used on flags flown at pride events around the world after its initial use back in 1978. See, don't we feel better? Than we did after our last episode. I feel better. Next episode, the end of rainbows. <laughs> you know, we joked last time about the heat death of the universe, and I attempted to study enough to explain that in this format, and I'm unable to do so. It's really complicated, but so you're safe from that topic, at least for now. Excellent. If you want to learn more about rainbows, and you totally should, head over to the website relay.fm slash ungenius slash 73 while you're there, there are a bunch of links to articles that we found this stuff in. And you can get in touch. You can send us an email with a topic suggestion. Or, of course, you can do that over on Twitter. You can follow Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. And you can find me on Twitter as I-S-M-H. And until we sing our next incorrect children's science song, Mike, say goodbye. Cheerio. Adios.